Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, it is time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. We started the show today talking about the new foreign buyer's ban that Mm -hmm. is now a federal measure brought in by Trudeau, now the law of the land. For two years. Two years in place. There are some loopholes and exceptions in there. Do you think this will make any difference at all to home affordability in, say, Metro Vancouver? My experience in covering the housing crisis and housing market, no one knows whether these measures have uh, will have an impact or how big the impact will be. If you go back to the speculation tax in BC, prices did not drop across the board. You talk about uh, you know tax on empty homes. Uh, f- housing in BC is still unaffordable for most people. And now, the, now prices and you know rising interest rates are going to suddenly knock the price down. Well, knocking a home down from 1.8 million to 1.3 million doesn't make it more affordable yeah. for people. So this one, I, I'm skeptical whether it's going to have a huge impact. I think uh, one of the estimates we heard yesterday in one of our stories on Global is that foreign buyers constitute about 5% of the market at a, at a high point. So if you're dealing with something with 5% of the market, I'm not sure it's going to have a huge impact. I mean, it might, it might be a case of bolting the barn door is after the horses have left to coin a cliche well, because because uh, you know maybe there was a good argument that offshore capital had distorted this market like seven yeah. years ago or something like yeah that. and and in, in geographical uh places like metro vancouver i don't yeah. think foreign capital was a big um, factor in saskatoon housing prices but again, my take all along, there's not a single Canadian housing market. There's a thousand Canadian housing markets. Van- the housing in Metro Vancouver is substantially different than the housing in Winnipeg or, or Grand Prairie. I mean, this is, uh, Vancouver and Toronto in particular, metro areas and Victoria, uh, and I think the Okanagan are particularly high end housing. I'm not sure banning foreign buyers is going to have an impact, but if it's going to have an impact, it's probably going to be higher in those areas, in urban areas where there have been more foreign buyers than there have been in smaller, uh, uh, less uh, densely populated areas. So perhaps yeah. it's going to have an impact on Vancouver. But again, I don't see how suddenly it's going to knock housing down to levels we saw 25 years ago. This is another sort of demand suppression level. Like what you're trying to do is ban foreign buyers to reduce demand and maybe hopefully that moderates prices somehow. They've done a lot of that. I mean, governments have brought in a lot of taxes, foreign mm-hmm. buyers taxes, empty homes taxes, all these sort of demand side of the equation, right? The other argument on the other side is, well, hang on, forget about the demand side stuff. It's not working. What we need is more supply. We build more stuff yeah. that people can buy, then then maybe the prices will come down. EB has talked about that. EB, it's going to be interesting to see EB's housing measures. One of the big things, he's brought in that law that gives the, the minister, Ravi Kailan, the power to overrule uh, uh, municipalities in some areas. We'll see if they suddenly start butting their noses into zoning laws in municipalities. That's I mean, the stage is sent for either confrontation or cooperation with municipalities. Maybe welcome the provincial government stepping in and saying, you know what, you don't have to have those 16-hour hearings anymore on a zoning application. We'll take it over from you. So it's that's a whole new uh, course that's been charted here, and we'll see how that works. I, I do think that's going to have a greater impact down the road, but this, there's no instant fix here. You know, a couple weeks ago, uh, just in my neighborhood, I went on an open house of a one bedroom, very small one bedroom condo 
in uh, in near Beacon Hill Park in Vancouver, five hundred eighty thousand dollars. Now, is that affordable for people? I don't think in a Victoria? lot of Victoria in Victoria, yeah. and it was not a very big condo. It was in a heritage building, yeah. but one bedroom, not very big, uh, five hundred eighty thousand. Again, that still is out of the ballpark uh, for a lot of people. I know you heard our last segment there on Alexander Ovechkin, I did. the Washington Capitals superstar, and. You know, I, I find him an entertaining hockey player. I'm kind of hoping he doesn't break Gretzky's goal-scoring record. I hope you know. he doesn't, but uh, if he know. does, good for him. But, but he I, might. It looks like he probably will. I heard Brian Lilly on there with you in his column. It's, uh, it's always fascinating when you start either trying to extract or combine politics and sports, particularly international sports. And it usually rises in the Olympics. We've seen lots of Olympic protests over the years, the famous 1968 Black Glove protest of uh, the two sprinters, Tommy Smith and John Carlos. Uh, you've seen other protests associated with the Olympics. Now you're seeing, you know, the suggestion, Brian Lilly's not the only person suggesting it, because Ovechkin is an overt uh, supporter and promoter of Putin. Yeah, He's different than other Russian players, and should he be banned from entering Canada? What I don't do think, think that's going to happen, yeah. but it's, it's, it's a provocative idea. Um, yeah. But I think many people don't want to see politics enter sports like that, but it's a, it's an interesting idea. Well, there's 57 Russians playing in the NHL. And You're going to single this one guy out? Well, he's the one who does seem to be supporting Putin. The, yeah. others, the others are quiet, or they live here. You know, yeah. they basically, Canada's, or the states are their new homes. Yeah. Uh, but Putin's got an Instagram account. He's uh, out there promoting uh, Putin. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think you're going to see Trudeau Let ban, you know, Probably a few cabinet ministers have Ovechkin in their hockey pool. Well, it's, <laughs> well, it's interesting that the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress is now asking Trudeau to ban yeah. Ovechkin as well. Let's listen to Ovechkin himself here when he was asked about the war in Ukraine. He was asked about Putin and his support for Putin. Here's what he said. Well, he's uh, my president. Um, but how I said, like, I'm not in politics, like, I'm an athlete. How I said, hope is everything is going to be done soon. It's our situation right now. For uh, both sides and uh, everything, like how I said, everything I hope uh, is going to be end. I'm not control uh, uh, the situation. Yeah, he hopes the war is over, but hey, Putin is his president. Yeah, I don't think anything is going to happen. It's a nice talking point. It's a provocative idea, but uh, I'd be very surprised to see the Canadian government or the American government, for that matter, wade into something like that. So you start banning athletes because of international conflicts, that opens the door for all sorts of things. Speaking of sports, I know you know, you and I are both NFL fans, and uh, yeah. I know you were watching last night when this poor this poor uh, yeah. Buffalo Bills player went down. Yeah, collapse, cardiac arrest, yeah. uh, CPR on the field. Very, very disturbing, very frightening. Uh, even, uh, you know, seen a lot of NFL games over the years, seen a lot of horrific injuries, and people carted off the field with what looked to be paralytic yeah. uh, injuries. Yeah. The reaction last night of the players and the announcers and the officials was dramatically different than anything we've ever seen yeah. before. Yeah, Demar Hamlin in, yeah. still in critical condition. I mean, the good news is he's he's alive. Um, yeah, we don't know if he had an underlying heart condition. We've yeah. seen basketball players collapse with uh, with uh, cardiac arrest again. Underlying health condition. We don't know what the history is here. We don't know if it resulted from he had a, a jarring hit seconds yeah. before he collapsed, and then yeah. he stood up and then fell down. Uh, so best wishes to him. It was a very frightening thing. I was watching it last night, too, and and that was probably one of the darkest things I've ever seen yeah. in, in an NFL football field. I mean, we've seen a lot of gruesome injuries, but that yeah, one, that guy's, this guy's fighting for his life now. Have a listen to this. This is ESPN analyst Ryan Clark, who's a former NFL player, 
um, talking about this uh, situation last night. We use the cliches, you know, I'm ready to die for this. I'm willing to give my life for this. It's, it's time to go to war. And I think sometimes we use those things so much, we forget that part of living this dream is putting your life at risk. And tonight, you know, we got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly. Yeah, I mean, it's such a violent game. Well, it, it certainly is. But again, I'm not sure. We don't know the, all the circumstances here. Yeah. Did this result because of something that happened on the field? Uh, or was it uh, an underlying health condition that just suddenly emerged at a, at a critical time? Uh, one reason for hope, if you go back a few years ago, the Danish football star collapsed on the field with a cardiac arrest. And Christian play- Eriksson. Christian Eriksson, and he played in the World Cup yeah. recently. Yeah, so, that was going through my mind last night. It was very similar, you know, giving CPR on the field, the yeah. players standing around, people in shock. Very dramatic with Eriksson, oh. and he recovered, and he, uh, he performed at the, at the highest level of the game after that uh, potentially life-stopping event. Hopefully right. that happens here as well. Yeah, I hope so too. We'll talk more all, uh, about this later on the show. I was speaking, speaking to a cardiologist about uh, that situation with this particular football player. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right. Baldry's phone lines are open. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898 on your cell. Anthony in Coquitlam. Hi, Anthony. Go ahead. Hi, Mike. Uh, great show. Rarely call in, but I listen to you all the time. Thank you. Cool. Uh, I just wanted to say no. Uh, sports has no business with politics. Politics has no business to get into sports. Standing up, uh, you know, going against one person war. I'm against what's going on over there. But there's a lot more deeper thoughts than that. What are you going to do with all the rest of them that feel that way? What are you going to do with uh, what, what's going on with uh, the Russians that are in that territory and, and the Turks and the Romanians, whatever, that are by hundreds of thousands that can't speak the language, and they had a civil war for a long time and nobody else. How, okay. how, how do we feel about that? Anthony, thank you very much for the call. Yeah, it's... it's- very good call. Again, I don't think anything's going to happen on this front. Well, I mean, it... Trudeau, if he was going to ban Ovechkin from playing in Canada this season, he could have done it earlier because I believe he played in Edmonton like yeah. earlier in the season, and he didn't. He didn't make any move against Ovechkin. I mean, when the Ukraine, the war in Ukraine first began, I mean, people were talking. Okay, what do we do with the Russian um, athletes? Right, and there have been bans from time to time in different venues or. Or well, whatever, look at but, the World Junior Hockey Tournament going exactly, on right now. The exactly. Russians are not playing. They're not there. playing there. Um, but again, these uh, many Russian players have basically settled in Canada and the states for years. They're not yeah. really part of, even though that's their 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 homeland. But 
where Ovechkin separates himself is his avowed support for Putin. But again, I don't think that's enough necessarily to ban him from uh, countries. It's uh, so going to be very surprised. But again, it's people get very emotional when you start putting politics and sports together, and it can really inflame some emotions. Well, some of the callers made a good argument earlier, saying like, "Can you reasonably expect Ovechkin to criticize Putin or to?" make political comments about this war when he has family back in Russia that could be persecuted. Yeah. He's not going to criticize Putin. I guess the question is, should he be out there promoting him as much as he is? Yeah. 604. Social media accounts. Right. Because, you know, I believe he's still got pictures of himself up with Putin on his Instagram. Smiling shoulder to shoulder on yeah. his Instagram account. But again, he's not going to get banned. 604-280-9898. Star 9898 in your cell. Mike and Vernon. Hi, Mike. Morning, guys. Well, you just talked about what I was going to talk about there. Um, and uh, that was that Ovechkin does have family and interests in Russia, so he has to be somewhat careful. Mm -hmm. um, and we have seen people mysteriously fall out of buildings. So, you know. Yep. You oh, that's right, Mike. No, Mike. So the other uh, thing, yep. The other Go ahead, Mike. Thing, uh, on the housing file. Um, yeah. I, can't see, I can't see this making a really big difference, um, largely because we've got a lot of people already living in Canada that want to buy housing. So I don't think that that the amount of foreign money coming in, although I know it is it, it is somewhat large, is going to have a big effect. I know in the area that I live in, any of the foreign money that comes in here tends to buy up on the mountain and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it comes from Australia. So, you know, it's um, it's tough. I know people want to buy where they where they grew up and stuff, and my son would love to, but he knows he won't. And he grew up in Surrey, so now he's up in this area and working up here and looking up here as an option as a place to buy. So your so your son basically gave up on buying a home in Metro Vancouver. Well, you know, he didn't give up. Um, let, well, let's, oh. let's, let's not say he gave up on it, okay. but he took a look around and, and he realized two things. First of all, if he bought there that it was going to cost him a lot more than another area. And the second thing was that, that he likes this area up here. He's, he's come to up here and he enjoys it and stuff. And I mean, I didn't, I couldn't buy where I grew up. I grew up in a in an area of Surrey that I couldn't afford to to buy into. So I had to move to a, a different area. And I know that still stayed in Surrey, but Surrey's large, right? But okay. um, my wife grew up in Carisdale, and you know, yeah, yeah, we bought a house together out in Surrey because we couldn't afford to buy in Carisdale. So yeah, you know, this this is something that's been going on for a long time. You know, and okay, okay. Thank you, Mike. Right? Thank you, Mike, for the call. Yeah, one of the good points uh, he made is that there's a lot of people continuing to want to buy homes here, and that number is increasing. Our immigration levels are increasing significantly. Yeah. There's a huge number of people coming into Canada, so the demand for housing is going to remain very high, whether you have a, ta a ban on foreign buyers, whether you have all sorts of taxes, whether you have high interest rates. You know, I think when we bought our house years ago, our, the interest rate was 11%. Yeah. Um, so people are willing to buy pro property, uh, even with high interest rates. That's not going to disappear. So I just don't see these measures having a huge impact. Adam and Burnaby. Hi, Adam. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, sure. I want to get back to what that first caller said about sports and politics just not mixing. When athletes take a political stand, a lot of people tell them, shut up and play. That's all you're doing. You're just an athlete. But... A lot when politics tries to get involved in sports, no one really says anything. If we ban banning Alex Ovechkin from coming into the country because of his support for Putin, that is one guy. 
what is that really going to do to Vladimir Putin? Right. Is he going to see that and say, oh, no, because Ovechkin can't play in Canada, we're just going to leave Ukraine and leave him alone? That's, no, that's no, really going to tell no. me? Like, Thank you for the thank you for the call. Yeah, so it's not again. It's not going to happen. You will see, as we just pointed out, the Russians are not there at the World Junior Hockey Championships. That's yeah. where there's going to be some bans. But individuals, it's not. It's just not going to happen. Right. I mean, like he would have. I think Trudeau would have done it earlier if he was going to do it at all. What I find interesting about this one, though, is the Ukrainian Canadian Congress getting involved in it. So it's not like a newspaper columnist calling calling Trudeau no. out. On some sort of clickbait story. This that's, is like that's the, a different you know. pressure point. Now back to our earlier question about housing. I just noticed the Toronto Star just moving a story a few moments ago. Canada sets immigration record in 2022 with 430,000 new permanent residents. Another 485,000 this coming year. That's almost a million people added to yeah. the housing demand in two years. A ban on foreign buyers. I don't think it's going to have an impact. <laughs>